This is uh, Doc Joseph Sinda, former VP of uh, Warner Brothers Publicity and Marketing. And you're on the air with my friend, Justin Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am here with the one, the only, Dr. Joseph Sinda. Today is his birthday. And I'd like to say, happy birthday, Doc. Happy birthday to me and happy birthday to all of you that have birthdays out there today. And every day... I wish you happy birthday. Um, you know, life is so short, and we don't really understand that because nobody gives us a punch card and said, this is when you're checking out. So Frank Sinatra, who I was fortunate enough to work with for 11 years, told me, he said, this is the way to do it. Live every day like it was your last day on earth and do everything that you can in that day, and you'll never have any regrets, even if you go to sleep and not wake up. Wow. I said, wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and he says, that is the secret of how to live your life to the fullest. And he said, a lot of people don't understand that. And I said, well, it's somebody really, really wise uh, um, uh, I, I tell you that? Yeah, but I can't tell you who. So I said, no, okay. <laughs> I understand. Uh, uh, but he, he said, the other thing I can tell you, before you die, and he holds up his hand with five fingers spread out and his th opposing thumb, and he says, if you have five real friends... By the time you actually succumb and die, uh -huh. you are a very rich man, even if you have pennies in your pocket. Wow. You are a very rich man. And I said, wow. Again, you know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that he would tell me so that, you know, I would keep on my toes and, and you know, be the magic man for him and everything. But unbelievable, you know. I mean, all that still stuff is still so true, and 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 so um, it's not going to change. Okay. Uh huh. So um, you doomsters out there, okay? The aliens, and I'm not talking about people from Mexico. They're already here. All right, and they're vacationing, and they've been here for centuries okay uh -huh. and they've been breeding with us and everything mm -hmm. do you think for a moment that they're going to let this planet be taken over by some idiotic producers that that are making an some some wacky alien movie and, and, and um going to put fear in the hearts of all the people and and you know it, it's it's like the movie Mars Attacks, uh -huh. Jack Nicholson, was way ahead of its time. You have a new message. Wow. Way... Sorry. Okay. Now a movie like that, people would laugh more. Okay. But there's there's nothing that's going to happen like that. Okay. Be because we're all sharing this, the same sphere. Uh -huh. this, this whole global... Mother Nature picture. Whether you believe in a God or an infinite being or 
mana or, or, or Allah or whatever. Okay, and I say I don't condone any religions whatsoever. Okay, uh, um, that doesn't mean that I have to be a part of them, but uh -huh. I, I don't condone them uh, uh, whatsoever. And I don't get involved in politics because religion and politics make very strange bedfellows and they need one another in order for them to be surviving on, on either end. Um, they both create wars, they both resolve wars, and they both use wars a as a tool. I don't think aliens that are so advanced that they use war in any single way whatsoever. Uh-huh. I think they just go to another galaxy and get another host like Earth. Wow. There's billions of galaxies out there. Okay. And these guys know how to travel through wormholes. Okay. And, uh -huh. and, um, and I'm not promoting uh, um, what's-his-name's television show, um, uh, The Wormhole, Through the Wormhole, which I watch and I think is very intelligent. I like to watch things that make you think um, and, and, and maybe shake you a little bit as, as to could this happen or could this not happen or is this a fallacy or... or um, or, or is it a prank? Um, whatever. Mm -hmm. A new movie came out last weekend. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, it, it's, it was like the magic show. Um, uh, now you see it, now you don't. Uh, with Mark Ruffalo and, and, and about um, four or five uh, uh, other named actors in there. Uh, including Sir, my friend, Sir Michael Caine. And um, the black actor um, that that's in uh, uh, that was with him in, in in Batman. I know who you're. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of his name at the moment. Well, he he, he also he is also the the key MC of of the, the television show, which just got renewed again. Uh -huh. I think for the third season through the wormhole. Is it uh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, it is Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I actually via um, a colleague of mine, I'm actually going to be going after Morgan Freeman to hire him uh, in a film. Wow. Yeah, and I can't tell you how I'm going to do it, but uh, um, he's going to know and. Um, um, he uh, he'll have a great time uh, in this film, and he'll love to be in it um, because of certain circumstances that I know. Uh -huh. So, when when you go as a producer or working with a casting agent, when you know what hobbies certain actors or actresses, and when I say actors, that means male and female now. It has for almost 20 years. So I shouldn't have to say the word actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but when you know their hobby, uh -huh. uh, their main hobby, and you can cater to it, 
and do something around that and um, contact them either through their agent or their manager or the best one is the publicist. Because mm-hmm. a publicist deals with actors like more than an agent and more than a manager. They're constantly on the phone and emailing them and texting and everything. And is this okay? Is that okay? You know, am I approved for this? And, and can I do that? And whatever. The, the publicist lets them know this is cool. This is not cool. This is something that we have to watch about. This is this. This is that. So a publicist, they're kind of like, they're kind of like um, really important, and you don't hear about them that much behind the doors in Hollywood or in New York or in London or wherever you make your work, um, your 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 film, even uh-huh. in Bali. The publicist is a key element that's very, very important because they're working right with the agent, right with the, the, the manager, and are speaking with the talent on a daily basis. And I mean, they have their cell phone number. They have their number that's in their shower. They have, they have their, their second or their third uh, 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 phones, and, and um, they have all their real uh, coded, uh, uh, encrypted email uh, addresses and everything. Mm-hmm. They have all that stuff. They they know who your boyfriend is, who your girlfriend is, who your dog or your cat are, who, who if your mom's alive, your dad's alive, your siblings, whatever. They know every freaking thing about you. And that's why they're so trusted. Well, it kind of sounds like the internet, Doc, because on the internet nowadays, you can read everything about somebody, you know, anything that's posted on Facebook, Twitter, any social networking site. Well, who do you, who do you think puts that stuff out there? Mm-hmm. Somebody has to responsibly, unless it's all lies, put that stuff out there. And uh-huh. that person is the publicist. They're the ones who put it on Facebook. They're the ones who put it uh, um, on um, any, any any other uh, uh, social network uh, that you can name. Even the, even the Hispanic ones, the Chinese ones, uh, they they do all of that. Mm-hmm. They do all of that, and 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 they even transfer it into another language and put it on. That, that particular website in another country um, with the approval of the artist. Wow. Yeah. So I, I hope we're learning something here. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, usually people say, oh, you only go after the agent. And then, you know, the agent's not going to talk to you unless that they see that you have the money. The money is in all the bank. Who's behind the project? Mm-hmm. Who else? Who's the director, right? Right. And, and, and if it's a first-time indie person and, 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 and you're not somebody's son or, or nephew or somebody famous, you're uh, SOL. And you know what that means. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So you got to come up with the goods. 
and you got to have a way. And so if they if they turn you down, that's their prerogative. And mm-hmm. I and I just say, you know, um, I've got this, I've got that. I can come up w- with with a full contract. Okay, we will pay um, your pay for play, um, and we will put that in writing and everything. We will not show proof of funds because the proof of funds could be fraud. Mm-hmm. There are banks even perpetrating. Um, let's say you put in three million, and they say you got thirty million. They times it times ten. Wow! Just to make them look bigger and you look bigger. Okay, and these are big banks, and some of them are going to get busted. So in in London now, a group of guys went around and were doing that. They were flashing cash, and they were doing it in proof of funds, and they were only having it in in, 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 in the uh, uh, in, in the account for for twenty four hours or less. That's called flashing cash. Highly illegal. Those guys are going to get busted now. And they're actually going to serve jail time. Mm-hmm. And, and they screwed it up for everybody in London because other people got the idea. Oh, if they can do it, we can do it. So now in London, the guys who have money, the big investors, and even the banks, they're not giving proof of funds. The only thing that they're giving is the, the contract with all the stuff in there um, uh, w- when escrow closes, the date, uh, you know, when when you're getting your money by the date and everything, uh, who's getting paid by this and that and that, mm-hmm. and, and, and and the whole breakdown and everything. That's what they're giving, okay? And that is going to become more popular here now in America, but not yet in America. They they still want proof of funds, but I'm telling you, people, it's it's not such a good idea. Get the contract which has everything in it, more than the proof of funds, and there's no way for them to get out of switching your money out or switching bait or bait and switch. Yeah. No way. No way. When that contract is solidified, done, man, that's, that's ironclad, that's done. That's it. So uh, what did we learn now and what do we want to learn? Uh, tell me what you want to learn. Um, it's my birthday, and, and you got five questions, not three Five. I'm in a good mood. Uh, okay. Um. Let's see here. My first question is, how did you hear? How did you hear about Frank Dukes and Kumite, and how did you get connected with uh, Frank Dukes, our mutual friend, Doc? Shortly after my mar- bar mitzvah. Um, I heard about a kid in North Hollywood. I was in, I was in Burbank, and um, Frank Dukes is um, uh, considerably younger than me. But I heard that this guy was young, and and he was very big for his age and um, I believe that I bumped into his brother 
um, uh, years later, and um, I believe I, I believe Frank Dukes went to um, North Hollywood High, which is a very tough school back then. Very tough. Even it's tough today. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I know he always had fights coming out of that school just to get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. He was fighting all the time. But they had a dojo, I believe, in North Hollywood. And he started at a very early age, I believe, when it, when he was a teenager. I, I came by there uh, um, a couple of times, and I watched. Um, uh, we didn't get we didn't get formally, I, I think, introduced till 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 later. And I don't know what the exact date was, but. I saw, him, I saw him fight in North Hollywood. Message from Maddie Maybe Berkika. But I, I'm one of the only guys still alive that actually saw him in in uh, in Kumites before. Uh -huh. um, so you know, I, I can I can tell you that the movie has a sense or a feel of what it was like for Frank because Frank um, verbally described everything uh, to the directors and the producers verbatim. I mean, I mean, he painted images for them uh, that it looks like this, it actually looks like this, no, it does not look like that, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's the way this was and that was, and so he tried to do the very best job that he could. I believe he was a big help to the writers, and I think he actually wrote um, some of the lines uh, 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 himself or rewrote them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if he got credit for for that, but I, I I think he got. He may have got a producer's credit as well. He certainly should have. He yeah. certainly should have, and uh -huh. he did. He did help in choreographing most all the major uh, sequences of fighting. Every sequence, he had a hand in it, and he was right there. He he never was not on the set when they were filming, for one reason or another. He was always there, dedicated. Because he knew that that was his life story, even at an early age, and you got one shot at that. Yeah. So, so he was attentive and there all the time, and um, I believe he gave great feedback in, into it. Um, I don't know why they have not made um, Mister Bloodsport uh, yet. Uh, they should have. Uh, more than a decade ago, okay, mm -hmm. when, when he could actually move around with more, you know, with more agility and everything. Um, uh, it's amazing to me that this man who had um, a stroke and on one side of his body, I mean, there was nothing going on. 
and um, Sky Benson and a couple of other people nursed that man back from the dead. Mm -hmm. I actually got a call uh, uh, today uh, from Sky Benson and, and his lovely wife, uh, and they sang me uh, happy birthday and, and did a magic sh uh, uh, act. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, Sky Benson uh, is, is, you know, his, his number one, you know, right-hand protege. Mm -hmm. And, and um, he is a professional, close-at-hand magician. So I would say that his fists and his wrists are perhaps as uh, in the top ten in the world uh, um, uh, uh, the quickest. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I see them do card tricks and coin tricks and stuff like that mm -hmm. blindly fast, right in front of you. And, 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 and the amazing thing is, the closer they get to you, uh -huh. the, more they're, the more they're apt to um, actually pull it off. Mm -hmm. Most of the magicians or illusionists or close-hand guys won't, won't reveal that to you. But he shared that with me. He said, the doc, the closer I am to you, if I'm right on top of you, there's no way for your peripheral to catch uh, uh, what I'm going to do. He said, he, he, he said, your eyes are that sharp that you might just catch a blinding of, of a fraction of a second of it, but you won't catch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, that is a fact that I'll always remember and, and, and that I'm proud that you taught me. Wow. So, uh, I'm, I'm sharing uh, all, all, all this stuff with you. So, um, now here's a guy, Sky Benson, mm -hmm. and I don't know his actual birth date right now, but I know that he is a trainer of um, of MM, M, was it MML uh, uh, fighters? Uh, MMA fighters. It's yeah, nine, MMA it's fighters. Yes. Um, he trains MMA fighters and and. He has some of the best in the world, um, and he enjoys training them now. Okay? So an another guy who's across the world and who comes over here is a guy by the name of Don Clovis. Mm -hmm. C-L-O-I-V-S. And he has a company called Joy to the World Films. And he is one of the godfathers of the creating of MMA. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, he's one of the architects and the designers of creating uh, 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 the, the MMA. Now, I come to find out from the wrestling guys... Mm-hmm. That the largest growth of, of new sports is not from wrestling, but it's wrestlers who went and learned how to box and, 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 and do martial art moves mm -hmm. and are doing MMA. Yeah, because there's been quite a few that has done wrestling entertainment and then they'll cross over to the MMA. So. Yeah, so there's 
there's this whole movement, and I, I think that there's going to be more, more big sporting events that we haven't even seen yet. Um, much like the, um, was it the WWE uh, uh, does the the giant uh, four times a year the the SmackDown? Yeah, the WrestleMania is their Super Bowl. WrestleMania, which mm-hmm. is their Super Bowl, which is financially a, just a, a mega hit. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very successful. Uh, but MMA is, is, is going to come up with teams, both male and female, mm-hmm. and they're going to have something like that. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, I mean... Uh, I, I I know that um, Frank Dukes uh, back in um, nine uh, 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 two thousand and three uh-huh. uh, when he when he taped me and um, and I saw Sky Benson there and his other guy and everything. Um, they told me that they had plans to do that and do that octagon uh, uh, kumite uh, with those special uniforms and everything. Um, touch sensitive so that there would be no blood and, 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 and no um, you know breaking of bones or anything. Much like um, fencing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and and, and I, I know um, that um, uh, that he got a patent on, on on all of that. He got a patent on on, on the arena. Uh-huh. He got he got a patent on on the uniforms and the touch sense touch sensitive uh, 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 parts on, on the uniform. And, and um, it's just that something fell through financially and and um, and that thing didn't come to fruition but I know that he had all, all, all of that and for some reason um, when Don Clovis wanted to help him with that and everything he was traveling around so much that he never got back with Don Clovis and um, it that didn't happen you know um, Oh, he was so busy traveling, mm-hmm. he, for, he forgot to email uh, or Skype uh, 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 Don Clovis, and Don Clovis thought he left him out there, you know, in, in, you know, to dry, whatever. Yeah, in the cold. Yeah, in the cold, in the, in the desert, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, so, I told him that that wasn't the case, um, and I've been able to keep my relationship with with, um, with Frank Dukes. And I've been able to keep up my relationship with Don Clovis. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, you know, it's, it's hard to do business and do business and still have somebody um, appreciate who you are, respect who you are, don't talk behind your back, whatever, and, 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 and you know, move forward. Yeah, it, it it's really hard because there are so many jealous people out there that um, 
once once you get to be a famous uh, sports figure and a celebrity, uh -huh. and believe me, sports figures now are definitely celebrities. That's for sure. They're making more money than 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 singing artists and 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 and, and, and actors uh, uh, per se. They're making more money, and, and and their contracts are just unbelievable. Especially when they get into um, all the companies that sponsor them, mm -hmm. all, that, all that sponsorship money on top of the contracts. That's when they're just their bonuses are, are just parlaying and going through the roof. Wow. Yeah. So um, you know, I I I, um, I know that uh, the the great golfer. Um, uh, <laughs> Are you thinking of Tiger Woods? Yeah, I am thinking of Tiger Woods. I know that the great golfer Tiger Woods, I know who his rep is, who sponsors him in sporting uh, um, companies and everything. And, and do you know who that person is? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Well, it's the one and only... Um, Michael, Mr. Haynes uh, himself. Really? Yeah. He owns his own sporting um, company that rep rep represents sport figures. He's got some big sporting names, and wow. certainly Tiger Woods is, is definitely one of them. So those guys have been together through the, the good times, the lean times, the divorces and 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 everything, and so um, and both those guys are seriously very well healed as far as financially and other things. I mean, they own restaurants, they own hotels, they own condominiums, mm -hmm. they they own business offices. I mean, their portfolios look extraordinary. Wow. Ooh, I got a call coming in. Oh, that was on my end. I declined it, Doc. All right, I declined it too. So, so um, you got a couple more questions. Uh, you got so shoot away. Uh, oh, okay, Doc. Uh, my second question is: um, Is there a story that you could uh, share with me about David Carradine? Alert from FaceTime. Dollar Mary Amanda Speck. Yeah, there is a there 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 is a story about um, David Carradine. Um, Dave, David Carradine, when he was um, in his twenties, found out that I, I I I was at Warner Brothers, and that I was a huge fan of his father. Okay. And I knew that I was a world-class fencer mm -hmm. because my teacher was Joseph Vince, V-I-N-C-E. Joseph Vince was the five-time world champion and won five Olympic championships. 
uh, as a coach. Wow. Yeah. Five times in a row, my friend. Ain't too many people can do that. And um, and he told me that during his lifetime, that Basil Rathbone, who he taught, and um, John Carradine Sr. had this great fight in this movie. And the villain was John uh, Carradine. Mm -hmm. The fight, dig this. The fight, they prepared for six weeks practicing. Uh -huh. When they started the actual fight, and I saw the footage, they didn't cut till almost 27 minutes later. They went through up and down stairs and this way and that way and over flames and you can't believe it. It's just un, unimaginable, even in today's standard. And I said, Were there, was, a, was there a stand in for any of them? He said, yes, but they're so good that they refused Mm -hmm. to, to have their stand-ins do any of the fencing for them. I mean, they were really into it. So, I actually was allowed to see that footage because I, I went to uh, the director and I said, hey man, um, I, I'm uh, Mervyn Leroy's godson and I hear that you put out this and that you've got actual footage of it that you, you know, cut and everything which is like maybe six minutes on the screen, but you've got the whole other reel uh -huh. of the real thing from the start to the finish. I'll pay you money to see that reel. Said, oh, don't be ridiculous. He said, if you want to see the reel, I'll set up the reel for you, and we'll watch it over at Warner Brothers. You bring the popcorn. Well, wow. buddy, I brought popcorn and drinks and, and hamburgers, not even hot dogs, right, right from the commissary, okay? Mm -hmm. And, and um, I saw this, and I said, "This is, I can't believe it. These guys are just world class. Mm -hmm. I mean, a actors that are actually, you know, going at it and everything, and, and there were shields on there and stuff like that. He said, but if they ha ha had, they could have cut each other up. Pretty bad, pretty nasty," he said, and and, and, and he said um, that was without, without a doubt. They were very careful not to, you know, re really carve each other up. Uh, and I said, "Well, okay, that's great to know. Even in the fury and the heat of that, there was still that much of the temperament." So I, t I told um, David, who was I think. Um, um, I think he was uh, uh, um, an actor on um, Bonanza. Bonanza. He was coming on. I think he was coming on Bonanza, and, and um, I, I said, "You know, um, David, I know you uh, through your father, and I just saw this unbelievable footage." 
with Basil Rathbone and, and them fencing, and the actual fight went on for almost 30 minutes. And he, and he dropped his jaw, and he said, there's a myth that that footage actually exists. How did you get to see it? And I said, the only way I got to see it was I went right to the director and told him who I was and everything and, and said, if that footage is real, I'm going to pay and I'm going to have it screened and I want to see it with you. Mm -hmm. Right there. And he said, you, you got balls. I said, what are you doing uh, uh, um, uh, this Thanksgiving? And he said, well, we're, 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 we're having a Thanksgiving dinner with, with, with Dad uh, out, out at the ranch. Why? I said, um, well, gee, I'd like to invite you to my family. He said, um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come to our Thanksgiving and bring anything you want from your Thanksgiving, like, you know, food-wise or whatever. Uh -huh. So I brought food and I brought flowers, enough to fill the, the whole house, uh, uh, you know, with flowers and everything. And they were overwhelmed. And, 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 and I sat in between John, who was at the head uh, of there, and I sat right next to him, and right across from him, on the other side, was David. Uh -huh. And I told him the story that Joseph Vince, you know, what what, what was my, uh, um, my, 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 my teacher and everything. And, and he said, are you serious, you know? He says, because that's my teacher and also Basil Rathbone's teacher as well. I said, he's probably one of the greatest coaches in fencing of all time. Uh, and I come to find out during, while he was alive, that he was. He was like, you know, uh, the, the, the basketball coach at UCLA, uh -huh. the one who died uh, uh, just not too long ago, uh, um, and, the, and the one that they named the, you know, the stadium after. Um, he was the most winning coach in all of professional and amateur uh, um, uh, fighting. But he told me when he was a young man in his teens, Joseph Vince did. Uh -huh. He said, "He said, you know, where I come from, they actually still had real dueling with not just pistols, but with sabers and and, and with epic swords." Wow. And I'm going, I'm going. What? He said, "Yeah, I saw a few men die in front of me." He wouldn't say that he killed them, but he said, I saw a few men die in front of me. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying he either was one of the seconds, you know, because they had seconds, or, or he was actually involved in the duel. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm going, wow. I mean, it blew my mind, you know. Wow. So I, 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 I told... I told... Um, um, I told the, the story uh, to my class in Pasadena Playhouse about, you know, the, uh, having the Thanksgiving and everything. And, 
And he said, so what happened? He, I said, the son of a gun, the old man, he didn't challenge me to a duel, but he wanted to know if I could do best two out of three with, you know, with um, um, a mask and, and, and um, you know, fencing uh, uniform and, and, and an epee, a French uh, uh, epee. Wow. And I, I, you know what? When somebody like that puts you on the spot and everything, you either have to show up or crumble or die and fade away. And, and I, 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 I said, no, man, I am who I am. You got, you got the mask. Uh, um, I, I, I don't. I didn't bring my foil with me. He said, I've got ten foils that you can pick out, and, and we'll get one of these masks to fit you, and one of these uniforms is going to fit you. And I was stealth then. I mean, really stealth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I had an eight pack and big broad shoulders, and, and I had a pretty good long arm reach. And my wrist was pretty amazing because I knew martial arts as well as um, fencing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was a pro fencer in his classes, fencing people who had won the British Open, the French Open, the Italian Open, right? The German Open. These are open with all kinds of great fits, and and I held my own up. I I won a lot. So, you know what? What, Doc? I won two out of three. Wow. And David looked at me and he said, you are freaking ass amazing. And then after that, I believe is when he did the, um, the, the, the uh, television show. And he would allow me to come on and watch him um, on, on the television show. And I used to hang with him. We used to have lunch and, and 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 you know you know kid around and, and everything, and he knew that I knew martial arts, and 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 that I knew Frank Dukes. And he, he said, "Listen, Frank Dukes is somebody that I never, drunk or whatever, ever want to get into arena with, because I may never come back." <laughs> That's what Frank Dukes doesn't know that David Carradine said that to me. A long time ago, a long time ago, after the, he had seen uh, uh, um, uh, a, a blood sport, okay, mm-hmm. and, and he went and found out who the real Frank Dukes was and everything, and he said, are you kidding me? I'm not going to fight this guy on screen. That guy will fucking kill me. On the screen or off the screen, he will fucking demoralize me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, and I and I looked at him and I said, "Well, he's a pretty damn good actor, but you're right about killing you. <laughs> you're right about killing you. You are not that good to hold up to a world class guy like that. You got to remember, he's the quickest in this, the quickest in that, and he owns all these Guinness Book of World Records. And at that time, I think he had like 26 Guinness Book of World Records. Wow." And, and, and I pulled out the book, 
and I showed David right in front of him. Look, he owns that record, that record, that record, and he looked at all the times and everything and what he did. And he said, "Jesus, my Christ!" He said, "The guy's a phenom." I said, "He is absolutely a phenom, and he's one of the greatest martial artists that's ever lived, including Bruce Lee and everybody else, and all of the the great grand masters." He is one of the greats himself. Because mm-hmm. he has, just because he happens to not be Asian, and he happens to be Caucasian, and he happens to be Canadian, you can't even put a feather on that. That doesn't. Once you're in the arena with him, that doesn't mean anything. Eric Lee used to tell me. He said, "He's got the reach. He's got the touch." And he's going to go in there and knock you out before you can blink your eye and adjust. That's the name of his game. He's going to put your lights out before you can either put up a fight. That was it. That was his theory, and that was his great form of of of, of his actual, you know. Um, of fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the half a second before that bell went, he was already in a punching mode to put your lights out, take you out of the equation. Period. He didn't. He he didn't want to spend more than a minute with you. I mean, that's the guy's honest truth. And Frank Frank will tell you that to his his his, his whatever. I I mean. That's what I knew, and 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 I know that Sky Benson knew that too. Wow. And the best offense is what? The best defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 so, and and that's part of his um, um, his curriculum, uh, um, for what he does in his form of um, of karate. And martial arts, um, you know, he he has his own methods, and yes. and, and yeah, and, and um, uh, Frank um, Ninjitsu, um, help help me with the name. Um, he has um, it's called Duke's Duke's Ryu. That's it, mm-hmm. right? And it's basically um, his form and his methods. And and how he goes about teaching them, and, mm-hmm. and he teaches all he teaches all over the world now to people that you could hear about, and then he teaches to people that you will never hear about that that he has signed uh, 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 that he's not allowed to talk to them forever, mm-hmm. it, it just because uh, uh, nobody's supposed to know about it, and, and so. Um, uh, I know that he was highly involved with training uh, the Navy SEALs at one time. Mm-hmm. And look at how bad those bad boys are. Oh, yeah. And he's also a, a story I remember, Doc, of you telling me that um, he was, so, he was so, so surprised about how well I knew of his career and who he was. He actually called you on the phone and told you all about it when me and Frank had our first meeting. 
Yeah. You know, I remember that phone meeting like it was yesterday. And he said, um, call me by my nickname, Joey, mm -hmm. which is my professional name uh, when I was an actor, Joey Cinda. He said, Joey, um, you will not believe this. There is a kid here that we flew over to go see with Sky Benson and me. And this kid knows my career better than anyone living. And he has a living museum of me. And I'm seeing it, and I have never seen anything documented and put together this well and this concise anywhere in the world. And I said, well, maybe he is the golden child. Maybe. He is the one that we need to show this, that, and maybe we need to thank him and be humble and thank his mother and father um, for putting up with him to put this all together. It must have taken thousands of hours and days, if not years, to put it all, all together. And um, I said, better thank him, better thank his parents, and if you want, you can put me on the phone with the guy, but um, um, it's a pretty incredible thing that, that, that you're there. I mean, it's some sort of blessing, and we are some sort of angels to this kid. Um, and, and um, of course, he told me, right up front what you had going on mm -hmm. physically and, and what was going on and, and, and I started to cry and I said uh, my god that's amazing you better hug that kid like, like you mean it and sign everything that you want for him I don't care if you have to sign it in blood but that kid deserves everything and that's why I'm on, 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 on with you right now. Because I remember that day, and, and I remember what Frank and, 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 and what, uh, what Sky said to me over the phone. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it was all basically about you. Uh, not having uh, uh, that much to do with me, uh, um, uh, but um, that you had created this living shrine. He didn't even call it a museum. He called it a living shrine to Frank Dukes. I go, what? I was astounded. I almost couldn't talk. And for me, that would have been a first. Wow. So I, so I said, just hug him like you really mean it and, 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 and uh, sign everything that you can for him and, and endorse it. And... Um, um, I believe that he gave you his bag and this, and, and he gave you personal articles that he was he was not intentionally going to do. But I, after what I told him, he did it. He said, what, what good is it to me when to, when to him it means a hundred times more? 
I said, that's exactly right. That's what he is still alive for. That's what mo motivates him in the morning to get up. And there's no bigger fan in the world for Frank W. Dukes than, 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 than this kid. He is the ultimate, and um, you can meet guys all around the world, whatever, but he's the one it's that's the biggest and the greatest and the loyalist fan of all. Yes, and he, sir. he said, you, you are right again. In your wisdom, you are right again. I said, I, I, I'll meet him one day, hopefully before I pass, and... and, and um, and, and, but um, I love him already, and you tell him that. And and so I, I I think he he said you know something that who I've got on the line with me and everything and blah blah, blah and he shared some of that with you. Mm -hmm. But I shared I shared some of that with your mom, um, as as well in another conversation prior prior to this. But now I'm sharing it with what the world and the internet. Which is the world? I mean, because the internet is is, is larger than the United States. Mm -hmm. it's, it's larger than North and South America. It, it now encompasses the whole world. Absolutely. They say that, that six billion people are going to be online before the end of this year. Wow! Wow! That's freaking that's amazing. It is. It truly is, and. I, I got to tell you, Doc, it was amazing. It was amazing flying out to Seattle and training with Hunchy Dukes and actually seeing his Kumite trophy and stuff up close and personal. I mean, I was just truly amazed. Amazed. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, I mean, you saw that from, from, from that, that period of time and everything. But, I mean... You actually went through training and got to see that, and, and that's where, you know, um, that's where his special little niche is that he's had for some time now, and, and um, he doesn't let many people into that particular uh, part of his life, and, and um, outside, of a, uh, outside of a dojo. I mean, you, I mean, you actually got to see um, his daily lifestyle and 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 um, and that as well, and and that was uh, a gift. Yes. Um, yeah, and so um, uh, great timing on on, on your, your behalf, and I'm sure you know um, that you took pictures and you know you shared that and stuff, uh, um, and um, I'm sure. That it's part of your living shrine to Frank W. Dukes, who I consider to not only be one of the best martial artists in the world, mm -hmm. but I say when he was in his prime, and I made this statement to him, and I think to Sky Benson that he was one of the greatest athletes of all time in any sport. And, and, and their lips buckled. Wow. 
because I'm a I'm a historian of the sporting world as well as as, as well as the film world and the and the recorded um, music world as well and, and and so when I said that to them they just fell over backwards because nobody had ever taken the liberty to check him out with other and put him up against Jim Thorpe or, or, or um, other amazing world-class athletes. And, and he was, man. Wow. He was, without a doubt, one of the greatest athletes in the world, not only at that time, but of all modern time. Wow. Yeah. And so now you've heard that on record. And I don't want to hear from any people that, oh, I, you, we think you're full of crap. We think you're full of whatever. I don't want to hear that. Because in my heart of hearts, uh -huh. I've seen some of the great ones, and I saw all the footage on, on, on the ones that were not in my time and everything. Uh, uh, Jesse Owens, uh -huh. uh, um, who I actually met as a little kid. Uh, um, uh, Jim Thorpe, uh, okay, there's plenty of footage on them, and I put him right up there, and I actually told Eric Lee that, and he said, do you really believe that? Wow. And I said, Eric, you were not there when I saw him in the Kumites. But I can tell you that he was the flying horse. He was the flying dragon. And, and um, those Asians, they actually feared him. He had a stance and a kick and a hang time in the air equivalent to Michael Jordan wow. in the air. And, and, you know, with his legs and everything. And when he kicked you, it was like... A, it, it, it was it was like um, a stallion kicking you in a stall, uh -huh. kicking you right through and breaking all your ribs. Wow! He had that much strength, height, distance, and there was no way for you to get out of the way and stop that. Wow! You you were out massively. Done, <laughs> and, and and I heard Asians speaking in in their tongue and everything, and they said, "Unbeatable, unbeatable, no, no defense yet, uh, uh, a Bhagwan or or or, or non-Bhagwan uh, uh, could they put up to beat and defeat the finals and." Years later, I shared that with Frank Dukes, and he asked me to put that on um, on film and, and actually validate it. And here I am again, and I've done it at least two times in two documentaries for Frank W. Dukes. I've done that. I have yet to see either one of those documentaries. And by the way, you should see both those documentaries for sure and have copies of them 
as part of your museum. Yeah, I'm actually working on that. I don't think his documentary has been officially released in the U.S. as far as hard copies go. Well, there there are two documentaries, my friend. Oh, there's two. There's two documentaries. There's there's one documentary, and then there's an in-depth documentary by the same team afterwards. Wow. There, there's a documentary that he he made that Frank Dukes made with some other with some other filmmakers, and, and then there's two guys. I believe out of San Francisco, and they flew down, and they interviewed me and taped me for over an hour. Wow. And they called up Frank and said, I don't know where you got this guy, but he's the real deal, just like you said. We got some great stuff from him. Wow. Uh, and and um, I've seen some of the first one, which you should be able to get. And then the second one, I, you're right. I don't think it's been released in in, um, uh, in in the United States yet. But you might be able to get a foreign copy. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to work on that because I've been wanting to see those. Um, I've been wanting to see those documentaries for a long time now. So. So. Okay, let's move on to that. You, you should get it. Um, both of them. Uh, and let's go on to the next uh, couple of questions. Uh, okay. Uh, my next question is, um, I want people to know that you're the original, you're the original Doc Hollywood. Um, can you talk about how you um, got that title? Yeah. Came back from the service, Vietnam era. Um, November 13th, uh, 1968. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been trying for three years uh, to get into Warner Brothers, uh, into their interim program, um, and um, it was not easy. I had to actually be interviewed by the assistant uh, uh, to Jack Warner himself, who was his personal assistant for 37 years. And I got in with that guy and I said, you can interview me all you want, but you know what? You, you should have Jack Warner interview me so I know that I'm unflappable and, and, and I, I will get in there no matter what. He said, are you, are you serious? That guy eats up people and spits them out for breakfast. <laughs> and um, I asked him to act, you know, show me some footage on him and, and his brothers and everything. And I said, well, what, what's, what's he really like? You know? He said, the guy wants to be a wannabe stand-up comedian like a Jack Benny. I said, really? Okay. So, I'm, I'm not I'm not m m much one for, you know, you know, telling jokes, 
but um, there was a guy that I knew, a comedian, by the name of Joey Adams. Mm-hmm. Joey Adams had a couple of books out, and one of them was um, uh, I Can Tell 10,000 Jokes, verbatim. And so he wrote down a lot of his jokes in, in, in his paperback book, and they were in categories and everything. So I said, you know what, I'm going to memorize the jokes about rabbis and about priests. A priest meets a rabbi and a blah, blah, blah. Because I know that Jack Warner's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so um, I must have memorized 150 jokes verbatim I mean really funny stuff and, and the stuff that I could deliver bam 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 I mean you'd be laughing through it and then I, I already start with the next joke mm-hmm. uh, uh, they call topping it that okay so I, I, I went in there and um, Jack Warner had his desk built on an elevated platform and no matter if you were six foot four John Wayne he was still as tall as you mm-hmm. wow and I and I, and, I, and I knew that so what I did was I went around the side so that I was on the same site and platform as him and we were both the same height and everything and he wasn't this big giant and everything, and to the side, and I could actually reach out and touch him, and I remember that he was in his pinstripe suit and everything, and he was very elegant, and I was in the suit as well, and, and um, I, I said, you know, my, my, my mom, you know, used to work with this person, this person, and, and, and my, my godfather is, is the greatest producer, director, writer that you ever had. And he said, well, who's that? And he said, it's Mervyn Leroy. And he went, oh, Mervyn Leroy? Is your, you're the godson of Mervyn Leroy? And I said, yeah, that's right, Jack. And I said, did, did you hear the one about the, 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 the rabbi that crossed the road uh, uh, just, just so he could beat the chicken over the head of, of the Catholic priest? And he started laughing. And then I went into like four or five other jokes. Mm-hmm. And said, "Did you just come out of Nam era, and 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 did you get an honorable discharge and everything?" He said, "Were you hurt bad, kid?" I said, "They broke my back, and they tortured me for three days and three nights." He said, "Son of a bitch!" He said, "Look, kid. Whenever I see you on the back lot, and and I stop you, you got to tell me a joke right on the spot." so that I can have a new joke, a fresh new joke. If you don't tell me a joke on this pod, I'll fire you right there and then, right there. I said, really? I said, um, okay. And I put my hand out, and he put his hand out, and he shook my hand, and he said, you know what, kid? I like you. I'm going to show you a couple of things. And I think, oh, yeah, okay. Shows me a private uh, uh, winery in, 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 in his office. You know, beautiful cascades of wine and everything. And then, years before his time, he's got a friggin' ass hot tub. 
way that that he has actresses, whatever you know, um, um, and he goes and he takes a hot tub, whatever, and and he has champagne brought in and everything. And I said, Jack, that really is is really amazing, and and I I, I think because uh, because I heard from and and I named a a, uh, a big big mogul uh-huh. from an from another studio and 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 he said uh, that that you couldn't wipe your ass with with, with, um, with um, Betty Davis who is your client <laughs> and he said he said that huh he said that and in that way he said you know what I make more money off Betty Davis than I do with even John Wayne. <laughs> Betty Davis, when I rent her out, I get a fuck of a lot of money. I said, you get more than a million a week? Fuck yes! And, and, and I said, you are amazing. I will go back and tell that mogul mm-hmm. that he is full of shit. And, and 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 that you proved it to me and and, um, and then he said you know what tell him a couple of jokes and then put him on his ass I said okay all right mr. funny guy I'll tell him a couple of jokes and then and it was Harry Khan by the way Harry Khan who supposedly had the world uh, 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 um, Tape to his butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew everybody, and he had him in his hip pocket. And, and, and so Harry, this is way before your time. And, and um, I said, I'll go back, and I'll tell Harry Khan three or four jokes in a row, and I'll get him blitz laughing, and then I'll hit him with it. And you know what? What? <laughs> Jack Warner proved to me that you're full of shit. Because he showed me two stubs that you paid X amount of dollars for Betty Davis. And if you didn't ship her on top of that, whatever, shame on you. And I know you paid a lot of money, but you got your money's worth out of it on, 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 on those films. I know you did. So you were stretching the truth there a little bit. And, and when I went back to tell Harry Khan the jokes and everything, he was trying to get me out of his office in five minutes. I was there for 55 minutes. Had him laughing in a pool of tears, and then I said, "You know, the irony of this." And he says, "Oh, you're going to do the killer joke of all time now." I said, "This is the killer joke of all time." Jack Warner showed me the pay stubs that you paid for Betty Davis and everything. So what you said was really not the truth, and you stretched it. And he said, "You know what? You just learned one of the biggest lessons in Hollywood." In all your life, nobody gets to moguls uh, um, uh, like you do, kid, and 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 and, get, and gets this kind of stuff out of them. So you are privileged, but that's the way that's the way Hollywood works. And then he came back with that great statement: "It's all smoke and mirrors, kids. It's all smoke and mirrors." And you know what? Jack Warner said the same thing. That's what his brothers uh, uh, told him, too. It's all smoke and mirrors. 
So, I'm going to go on and give you two more questions, and then I got to. Absolutely. I got dinner. Absolutely, Doc. Uh, One of my final questions is um, I remember in a past email we were talking about Billy Ray Cyrus. Did you do any type of promoting for him or something when he first came out? Yeah. um, You know, I'm forgetting the guy that actually found him and actually got him signed. and they told that guy that he was a one-hit wonder. So I told um, the guy, and I, I think his name was Jack, uh, ironically enough. You have to look at him up, but he's the guy who actually got him under contract and had him on the road for two and a half years without a break. Wow. And he, he took achy breaky. Every saloon, every this, every that, and uh, he took them all over the world, man. And in two and a half years, that guy made enough money that he tried to put out a second album, and he just didn't find that kind of hit, um, or he didn't have the success. Um, but what happened was. He and his wife created a daughter and um, Disney took a big interest in Miley Cyrus and um, he said the only way that I can let you have a contract with my daughter is that me and my wife Mm-hmm. We're on we're on that contract too because she's well under eighteen, and he said, um, "I want to be on the set, and I'll play this role, the role of her father, and who better to play that than me? I have the credentials and blah blah blah." Alert and he did. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. New okay. notification. So he he did that. He made a lot of money. And then um, I think he has put out a couple of albums since then, mm-hmm. either on his own label, um, and also I think he sang a couple of times with, with, with Miley and some other people. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, he's probably worth more than $150 million. And I know for a fact that Miley Cyrus is worth more than that. Wow. Yeah. So they they created a Cyrus dynasty. Uh-huh. So he has a huge ranch um, and all kind his own studio and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, he he, he he has a lot of stuff. He just doesn't advertise or have a publicist out there mm-hmm. putting him uh, out there all the time. Miley used to, but I heard that Miley is uh, planning uh, an engagement and, and to get married. Wow. I don't know if it's going to happen, but but um, I'd like to use her 
as an actress in a couple of vehicles, um, if she's out there or her people are out there, uh, yeah, give, 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 give me a call, give me a holler, and let me, let me see what I can put together for you. Because uh, I know that Miley Cyrus has her own production company. Um, okay, you got one more question. Ready? Uh, let's see, Doc. Uh, my last question is actually more of a statement. I just wanted to say thank you for, you know, being a good friend to me and um, answering my emails. And, um, <laughs> you know, I just feel truly blessed to even know you. And it's it's a precious gift. Time uh, and memories and friendship are a precious gift. And I want that everyone should know that. And I wish I could... I wish I could answer all of your emails. Uh, uh, but I can't because of time and, and, and I'm on the, on the road or, or doing something else or you want me to try out another social network service and, and I can't because I'm overloaded with them at, at the time but um, when it comes to it you know uh, putting um, your dukes up um, I'm there for you and I've got your back so um, and I want everyone should know that and thank you I'm, I'm humbled to have the opportunity to be your friend and your parents' friends uh, as well. That's part of the family, and, and we are family. And, and uh, Frank Dukes considers you to be family now. Do you know that, or do you not know that? And that is a fact. I know that, sir. I absolutely know that, because somebody somebody had said something um, to, to Frank about he should, have, he should have a son, and uh, me and him was eating dinner, and he says... I don't need a son, I already have one, and he pointed directly at me. Ha! There you go. Right on record, he he, he, he did it. Right. Yes, sir. He did it. So there, and, and, and there it was, and it's on record. And I don't know what you're going to do with this amazing little interview here, but I'm sure that it's going to go viral, and, and hopefully you're going to get a lot more fans, because you can put this on your radio show, you can put this on YouTube. You can put this on Viewmasters. I don't know. Well, you, can show this, you can show this in your museum uh, 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 to your mom and dad and stuff. Uh, but I think a lot of your fans and your friends, um, this might be of interest to them. I, absolutely. And uh, I wanted to make one last comment, Doc. You know, you know how we talked about these uh, people on the Internet you know, try to cause drama for Frank or any one of us. Well, I uh, I got a comment on my Frank Dukes interview, actually stating that my interview was scripted. Your interviews have never been scripted, and I know that for a fact because I asked your mother, and your mother would never lie to me. Absolutely. They're always off the top of your head. They're unscripted. They're total reality. And um, and they are what they are. They are precious moments of time put together, and they are not scripted. And you have never, ever, ever uh, sent me an email with anything remotely looking like a script, and that I have to know these lines or whatever. 
I never did that with um, with the documentaries for for um, Frank Dukes either. It was always off the top of my head in my memory. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and so that's probably what's keeping me sharp right now. Um, and and so I'm going on record by saying that, and I'm standing behind you. You've never done any kind of scripted uh, uh, interviews either on radio, TV, or internet ever before, and I don't think you're going to start doing it. No. So there you go, fans. Um, I want to thank all the people out there that are listening and the ones that will soon be listening uh, and and watching, and I want to know that it was my birthday today, and it was my privilege to give back to you all uh, including my, 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 my friend here who did a great job today as the MC and, and um, I just hope you all enjoyed it and um, if you got any poo-poo letters whatever don't send me those emails don't don't put poo-poos on on Facebook I don't want to know about that just collect that with your own Kleenex boxes and be done with it I'm, I'm I don't want to know about that stuff. Well, well I, said, Doc. I'm too, I'm too busy moving on and and trying to work with Mother Nature and and uh, trying to rebalance um, the harmony with this sphere we call Earth. Yeah, and and I just thought of one more thing, Doc. Before I let you go, do you want to uh, do you want to promote Arenda while we're on here? No. Okay. Arinda, if Arinda is doing a great job for you, that is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and I'm really, really happy. Uh, but um, I am, I am in the midst of creating um, my own formulas, uh, um, uh, and and, um, and I'm working with other doctors and with uh, other colleagues, and the stuff is so advanced even beyond Orinda mm-hmm. and the two it's astounding so I can't even talk about that stuff now. Uh, oh, okay doc I just wanted to give you a chance to promote anything that you would like it's before 10, we ended 30. this interview let me just say whatever heals you and whatever works and makes you feel better mm-hmm. I promote it oh, I promote it uh, absolutely doc okay so that that's what I say so um and I got a lot of healing that I got to do myself. So thank you for the opportunity. But um, those guys are doing well, uh, and um, and and the Chinese doctor on the West Coast, she's doing phenomenally well, and and, and um, she's their poster uh, person. Spokesperson, uh, yes. Yeah, she has ten thousand signed people under her. Holy cow! And, and and a lot of them are doctors. Yeah. Wow. She has more than, she has more than ten thousand and she signs up people around the country and around the world every single day. That is her uh, thing. Okay. Uh, I couldn't keep up with her on the pace and do all the things that I wanted to do and, and so you know, that's why I just, you know, uh, politely declined. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I did make the statement, whatever makes you feel better and whatever works for you mm -hmm. probably a good product. And like my, my grandmother used to say, if it doesn't kill you, it may make you better. So uh, if it doesn't kill you, it may make you better. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of um, wisdom in, in, in what she said there. Uh, uh, but um, um, I'm working on my own uh, a nutritional mind, and um, I should have it out uh, um, uh, fairly shortly. And um, I'm real happy with some of the stuff that I'm coming up with because uh, it'll be part of my legacy. Absolutely, Doc. And if you need if you need help with advertising, when when your stuff comes out, I'd be happy to help and and network that stuff for you because I know you don't have a lot of time, you know, to do so. I, I can tell you that I'm I've gone back and I've gone out into the woods all by myself. I've gone out to the desert all by myself. I've gone out to rainforests and jungles all by myself, uh, and I've come to know that I'm more harmonious with nature and the surroundings that, that we have around us, <laughs> and, and I'm more supportive of nature than I am about building walls about building skyscrapers um, I'm more supportive uh, about family unit and nature and the survival of, 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 of man here and feeding uh, uh, people that are going hungry and missing two meals every day more than 25 million people, including children, go eating one meal a day, and one meal is maybe they got lucky out of a dumpster. Wow. So, I heard that there was as many as 75 million people, and that the 25 million was that the only number that the government the federal government would admit to, but I heard it was closer like to 75 million. And that is an astounding thing when we're giving money all over the world to third world countries and the like. And in our own country, 75 million people are missing two meals a day and are lucky to eat one meal. Wow. Oh my God, I just went berserko. And I said, that's, can't be. So, um, I've teamed up with a guy that you probably heard of, um, Jamie Oliver. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Jamie Oliver's big team to raise awareness of nutrition and to get people fed in rural areas and everything 
and to change the diets uh, of, of, of people in schools that are nasty, not good diets, just hollow, hollow calories and too much sugar, too much salt. And I'm, I'm working with, with, with his um, food revolution, and, and, and I welcome anybody to go see it on Facebook or, or whatever. And he has his own television shows from London, and, and um, the guy's brilliant, and um, he will change that around in time in this country with the workforce and, and, the, and, and the small uh, group that he has, which is expanding every day, and, and with awareness. And that's something that I would like to see before I, I, I pass on that everybody gets at least three square meals mm -hmm. no, matter who you, no matter who you are because from what I've been told uh, people in penal institutions um, they get at least uh, two to three meals uh, a day without fail wow but people who are out there whatever in, 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 the, in the rural world parts, whatever, I mean, there are really poverty, poverty, poverty people who don't have any shoes uh, um, that somebody's doing something about, and, and um, but not to eat, but only once a meal, uh, once every 24 hours, and your belly's bloated, you know, from, 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 from drinking water, just so you won't hear your stomach, you know, gurgle and growl and snap you, um, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm, exactly. In our, in our own country. So I leave that with you. Hopefully we can resolve that and move on. And um, I just, God bless America. And these are tough times. And um, we'll get through these tough times. I, absolutely, Doc. And if there's any way I can help the calls at all, please contact me and I will help you with anything that I can. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless and, you, and, Doc. And love to you and, and, and your family and your parents. And thanks for a wonderful interview. And, and I, hope, I hope this goes viral. I, I do too, Doc. And uh, my last statement is I hope to one day actually get the opportunity to, uh, to meet you and to take photos and to sit down and, and talk with you. Well, you did sit down and talk with me now, brother. Because I'm, I'm sure you got a good hour and a half in. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. According to my watch, you did. So yes, sir. And I'm very it, it, grateful. It's all there. So you you were uh, you sat down with me and and you photographed me and, and and got the audio portion on there. You are good to go. Thank you, sir. Take care, my friend. God bless. God bless. Bye, -bye you. friends.